This is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my big, little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts. For birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or mainly just because, this is where I share all the details with you so you can enjoy these 52 gifts, too. Aloha, and welcome to 52 Gifts. At least that's what the opening was supposed to be for this week, in honor of my family's long-awaited and thoroughly planned trip to Hawaii. It has been 12 years since we last visited the beautiful islands in the Pacific, and this was the year we were scheduled to go. As you do with these big trips, we booked it a year in advance and we made it into a big high school graduation trip for our son. And we just figured it would be the last time that we could easily get together for a big family trip before he heads off to college. And as you can probably gather where I'm going with this, we would not actually make it to Hawaii this week. We were all packed and ready to go, heading to D.C. the night before because we had an early flight, and a medical emergency changed all of our plans. And in a matter of minutes, our entire trip was canceled. Snorkeling, luau's, rental cars, beach umbrellas, all canceled. I think the kids handled it better than the adults did, but all of us were pretty much in shock and so, so sad and disappointed. Not to worry though, everybody is fine, but this trip cancellation and everything that went along with it seems to sort of be part of a spate of unfortunate events that we've been experiencing lately. Some have been more unfortunate than others, and I mean, intellectually, I know that these are just things that happen in life, and everybody has crappy things happen from time to time. But sometimes what I do, and maybe you do this too, is I start lumping them together and making them, you know, like, a, th- a thing. So instead of just a few individual crappy things that happen, they become, oh, you know, this is a bad month or this is a terrible year or we can't catch a break. Or I even try to blame things like Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I blame a time period, I figure eventually it's going to be over. So then good things will be only happening, which is not realistic, but that's what I do. (laughs) This month is going to end. So whatever's in retrograde is going to come out of retrograde. So I guess blaming the time period is kind of a coping strategy or something. I mean, nothing lasts forever, right? So if you put it in a box and put a time on it, then eventually it has to be done. And then the next thing that I do is 
I have to try to accept the bad thing because I don't like feeling disappointed or having negative emotions for too long. It's like I can only stay down for so long and then it's super uncomfortable and my brain wants to like move out of that spot. So one thing that I kind of realized that I do is something I was basically brought up with and that is to say everything happens for a reason. And I guess it's a way to say, well, that sucked, but maybe it was meant to be. You know, maybe we dodged a bullet. Maybe, just maybe, somebody somewhere is benefiting from this bad experience we had. Or, like, perhaps this occurrence set off some series of events that would change the course of everyone's lives. (laughs) I mean, you can really get down like a whole Hollywood movie territory with this, but essentially, I know that we say it so that we can somehow convince ourselves that even though it doesn't seem like it or feel like it, we're actually better off this way. (laughs) It's a good thing that this bad thing happened, and I think that's probably a crock. (laughs) There's no doubt that the everything happens for a reason philosophy makes things easier to bear. But recently, I've just been calling it into question and being like, why do I say that? Is is that actually true? Not long ago, I was talking with a friend who told me that she actually took offense to the saying. She had suffered an enormous personal loss. And she said, So you mean to tell me this horrifying thing happened for a reason? What could that reason possibly be? Suddenly, and probably for the first time, I recognized that there's a danger in trying to make everything make sense. To her, the idea that there could be some legitimate reason to go through such profound pain and suffering was insulting. And I really couldn't blame her. Since then, I've really tried to stop saying that everything happens for a reason. And I know it might help me cope with, you know, the mild tribulations of my own life. I kind of see it now as a bit irresponsible and probably not all that true. I totally understand the premise. Sometimes when bad things happen, there are side effects that can be positive, maybe for ourselves or for other people. And it's true that there are often silver linings to bad circumstances. But what I think is probably more true is that stuff happens and that's life. There doesn't have to be a reason and it doesn't have to be part of some big trend of bad things. A canceled vacation, health issues, and the loss of loved ones are all very different and personal experiences. I'm definitely not trying to equate them. Whatever we're experiencing 
grief or sadness over is completely relative. So for me though, instead of saying everything happens for a reason and just like throwing that out there to try to make myself feel better, I've been trying to look for other ways to kind of cope with disappointments and something a little bit more realistic. And one thing that has really worked is to try to look for and stay focused on the good. I know that if I look hard enough, there will be things to be thankful for no matter what's going on. And that can sometimes be a real comfort because it's not like some nebulous, oh, there must be a reason. Well, there doesn't have to be a reason, but there's a lot of great things in my life other than this bad thing. And so I'm going to think about those tangible things that I can be thankful for. And I know that the hard times don't get canceled out by the good things, but I feel like counting my blessings can make me feel better. And practicing gratitude can really be an excellent distraction from troubles. The topic of gratitude keeps coming up lately. I know that people have been talking about it for a long time. For a while, everyone was keeping a gratitude journal and people had gratitude jars. And there's always social media posts about gratitude in some way, shape, or form. It's definitely not new. But recently, it keeps coming up more frequently for me than normal. So I've, or maybe I'm just noticing it more. That reminds me of this idea that I had that if I were going to continue this project after the 52 weeks, maybe it turns into 52 thanks or, you know, something like that. And instead of giving a gift every week, I focus on expressing gratitude or sending a thank you note or something like that to people every week. Or maybe it'll become a second podcast which is a super great plan because I can barely keep up with this one now. Actually, I can't keep up, honestly. My episodes have been late for several weeks in a row now. But anyway, when we realized that our trip wasn't going to happen, we tried to look for ways to salvage some sort of fun and that brings us to finally the gift for this week so people that we know let us stay at their beach house in south carolina which we were so fortunate to be able to do because we weren't able to fly for medical reasons so this allowed us to drive to a vacation and we were able to get to a beach and have a pretty good time all things considered so as a thank you to our friends we left them an olive oil and vinegar set from the Stanton Olive Oil Company in Stanton, Virginia. We also picked up from the same store a small wooden cutting board type block. It's like a decorative piece of wood. It was made from reclaimed wood and it was turned into this beautiful piece that you could use for cheese or whatever. 
It's, it was small, but very pretty. And the bottles fit nicely on there. They wouldn't be back to their house for a few more weeks. So we couldn't leave anything that would be perishable or, you know, die like flowers. And since we didn't know a whole lot about their personal interests or tastes, it was important to find something that anyone could use. We've purchased the oils and vinegars at the Stanton Olive Oil Company many times for our own personal use, and they have wonderful products. So I figured that would be a great choice. They have really high quality oils and a lot of interesting flavor choices. So you can mix and match them and make combinations that you like. You can also try all the flavors. Um, you can sample them and make up your own favorite combinations. And I went with the combination that the store clerk that day recommended, which was Tuscan herb olive oil and Sicilian lemon white balsamic. It sounded delicious to me, and they were pretty universally enjoyed flavors, I feel like, lemon and herbs, so I didn't think you could really go wrong with that. One of my absolute favorites is the Harissa flavored oil, which is super spicy and is amazing drizzled over avocado toast. So I guess what I'm saying here is that I am grateful that we were able to take a bit of a vacation after all. I'm grateful for people who are so generous and hospitable. I'm grateful for delicious olive oil, and I'm also grateful for perspective. Even if there's no good reason or explanation for the things that have been happening lately, we're getting through them and I'm continuing to look for the good. And I hope that when our friends return to their house and discover the gift that we left, they'll be really excited. And now it's time for the donation of the week. This week, some of my hard-earned dollars went to the Low Country Gullah Foundation. This is an organization based on Hilton Head Island, which is where we went for our substitute vacation. And it's where my in-laws used to live, and until recently, it's where we have vacationed and visited at least once or twice a year for more than 20 years. This area of South Carolina is called the Low Country because it is literally low. I think most of the area sits at or below sea level. And Gullah is a language and the culture of African-American communities that lived in coastal areas after arriving in the U.S. as enslaved people. I decided that I would investigate charities associated with the Gullah community because while we were there, we went out to dinner and our restaurant overlooked a park where young women and girls in traditional Gullah dresses were practicing a dance routine for an upcoming Gullah Heritage Festival. Over the years, I have heard bits and pieces about Gullah, but I have to admit that in all the time that we've spent on Hilton Head, I never really learned or experienced much of the Gullah culture. So I figured I ought to look into it and see if I could direct a donation somewhere in support of preserving the Gullah culture. 
One of my favorite clients is a local history museum and library. And in working with them, I've really come to appreciate the importance of preserving and telling stories of the past to bring people together, to encourage civic engagement, and just to have people better understand one another. It wasn't super easy to find a place to make a donation. I began with the Gullah Museum of Hilton Head Island, which looks as if its main objective is to preserve the buildings that Gullah people lived in and to provide guided tours of these buildings and share their stories and heritage. Unfortunately, the minimum donation I could make on their website was $1,000. I think there were three options, 1000 2500 and 5000 or something like that, which unfortunately is way out of this podcast budget. I tried to click around and see if I could change the amount, but it was a no-go. So the next thing I came across was the Gullah Hilton Head Island website, which looks to have been created by the Chamber of Commerce and the Tourism Bureau. This website, in my opinion, has a lot of really great information about the history of the Gullah community, photos and images, the story of Mitchellville, which was the first self-governed town of formerly enslaved people in the whole country. They also have a terrific timeline from the 1600s to 2012. I highly recommend checking out this website for information on the history of the Gullah people and Hilton Head Island. Unfortunately, there was no charity associated with this site, just the Chamber of Commerce, so I couldn't donate here either, which led me to my next destination, which was the Low Country Gullah Foundation. Here's what their website says. Low Country Gullah was developed to promote and more importantly document the richly significant Gullah culture and its contributions to the United States. As a historical resource and cultural tourism influencer, Low Country Gullah provides a necessary and central link to the cultural elements that have been woven into the fabric of our society. With a primary focus on the traditional cultural strengths of Hilton Head Island, Low Country Gullah is the bridge between all of the Gullah Geechee communities throughout the designated Gullah Geechee Corridor which includes the sea islands that span from the eastern seaboard to 35 miles inland from Wilmington, North Carolina to St. Augustine, Florida. The promotion of the culture is the primary focus of Low Country Gullah. In order to promote the culture, educating people through creating genealogical connections to the Gullah is an important component to our success. Low Country Gullah provides genealogy research assistance and guidance for individuals who are searching their ancestral roots as well as looking for a cultural foundation. In addition to being a source for all things Gullah, Low Country Gullah is a nonprofit 501c4 that provides a direct connection to the culture through land preservation and other critical issues that affect the community. I know that was long, but It really gives a good description of what they do and why what they're doing is important.
And like a good nonprofit, they had a donation page where I could make a gift of any size. So I did. And in the process of doing all this, I learned quite a bit about Gullah culture and their rich heritage in Hilton Head Island. If you plan to visit Hilton Head, I encourage you to spend a bit of time, maybe between golf games and bike rides, to check out the Gullah Museum or attend a Gullah Heritage Festival. It's really an important piece of the history of the island and definitely one that should be shared and remembered. So that will do it for this week's gift. Some thank you olive oil and vinegar (laughs) and a donation to the Low Country Gullah Foundation. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, I thank you for giving it a shot, and I encourage you to share it with a friend. We could all use a little more positive content in our lives, eh? Also, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I'd love to hear them. Email them to me at 52gifts at BernadetteMac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at BernadetteMac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52gifts or on Instagram at 52giftspod. You can show your love for this podcast by heading on over to BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52gifts and become a supporter. And 52 Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mack. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. Social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week.